Hey, what is up, everybody? Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. you. Merry uh, Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, we are so blessed uh, to be able to be with you for this beautiful, wonderful Christmas Advent season. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas Tide. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? We have a very uh, special moment that we want to give to you today. Uh, we want you to just uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy um, this special moment that we have with our very own Garrett Laval. Yeah, man, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do it. So just kind of a like a overview for, your, for you so you know whether or not you want to listen to this. Um, so I, it, by the time you're listening to this, I've already done it, but I had a unique opportunity to speak at our Christmas Eve services at Hope, which is, is so honoring and so special. Yeah. Um, and I don't take that lightly. And so we're actually recording this before Christmas Eve yeah. so that I can use this as a way to 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 practice what I'm going to say and kind of go over some of it. So um, what you're getting is going to be some of the raw thoughts uh, behind this message that I'm preparing for Christmas Eve. And so um, I hope that while you listen to this, maybe if you you were at service, uh, this helps fill in some gaps or – um, you can be like, man, he really made a lot of changes for the better. Uh, or if you're just tuning in uh, from Morocco or West Virginia or <laughs> any other exotic place, uh, that uh, that this that this blesses you. So, yeah. anyway, this is this is what we're talking about for Christmas Eve. And I want to open by just telling you a little bit about my backstory. I grew up with one sibling, mm-hmm. and her name is Audrey. And Audrey and I, we've always gotten along. We, we've always gotten along. We've been, we've uh, never really been siblings that fight, but we do get very, very competitive. And you've, Cody, you've been at our house mm-hmm. for for some holidays, and so you might be able to sense some of that. Oh, I do um, for sure. But if you want to know where that comes out, it comes out in board games, oh. in, and in Easter egg hunts. And at Christmas time, when it comes to gift giving, oh, it's like you know, if if your family doesn't say uh, you won Christmas this year, and it doesn't mean that you got the most gifts, but it means that you gave the best gift, then we we're not on the same playing field here. Because in my family, especially with Audrey and I growing up, we wanted to outdo each other on the gift, not because we were generous, but because we're com- competitive, and so like <laughs> that that competition drives us because. Um, the, the, but the problem, but the problem with that competition is that gift debt, that feeling of mm. I didn't give you what you gave mm. me. That feeling sucks. Mm. That sucks. Yep. Like, and maybe you can relate to that, where yeah. you have you've given somebody a Christmas present, yeah. and they've given you theirs. Like, you know, uh, actually, I know you can, you, Cody specifically, you can you can relate to that because you told me that story earlier. Absolutely. But like, you know, where you have that moment, it's like, man, my my gift doesn't quite match this gift, um, and you feel in debt to the person that gave you that yes. gift. That feeling stinks and we don't we don't like that feeling nobody likes to be in the spot where you're like um you came up short on on the gift giving and so we try to make up for it by maybe giving an extra gift or we even say things like oh man i just can't you know i can't take that that was too nice you know so audrey and i we have matured past that face and it's very fortunate for me because audrey is more thoughtful than i am and she um you know so like she she just gives much better gifts than i do so she's gotten to the point where we set our our price limit and that's what we get we ask for what we want and so there is no gift debt um but if you can relate to that and you know that feeling 
Um, you, you know the weight that comes with being in debt to somebody else, especially with something as simple as a gift. But I do believe, but I do believe that there are some gifts that push beyond the boundary of gift debt. Yeah. Where you no longer care necessarily that you can't pay back that gift, that you didn't deserve that gift, that mm. you can't ever get to the point where you really um, should have received that gift. Mm-hmm. And that might happen because you didn't you didn't ask for it or it caught you off guard or it's such a it's, it's it means more than just an item, but I do believe that there are some gifts that push us beyond the realm of gift debt. But how often do we miss those moments because we feel like we must earn these gifts mm. or we feel unworthy of the generosity of the giver? Mm. Early in Jesus's ministry, he met a man named Nicodemus. Now, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a teacher of the law. And that, that means that he knew he knew the old scriptures very, very well. And he was a part of a group of, of Jewish believers that really didn't like Jesus. So if you're new to faith in the Bible, it's important to know that about Pharisees. They're the ones who eventually put them on the cross. Yep. And Nicodemus was one of these guys. And, and they had a lot of questions about who Jesus was, what he was up to, and what he meant for the status quo. Mm-hmm. Now, he was expecting, Nicodemus was expecting a prophet. And these prophets were the mouthpiece of God. And as a priest or as a, as a person um, who, was, who was a religious leader, knowing that a prophet had come would have been a big deal. Because like that, that was their dream, yeah. is that you would get to be with the prophet because the prophets brought in this new, um, e- either like a new governmental system or this new message from God where he's turning the hearts of Israel back to the Father. Mm-hmm. And so Nicodemus is seeing what Jesus is doing, and he has to be excited because, because he's thinking, all right, this is my moment. I've met a prophet. Yep. Like He's going to tell Israel to get right because we're God's children. He, and this guy, this guy had to have been pumped about what he was expecting with Jesus. Yeah, but that's not necessarily what happened. I'm going to read really quick for us, John chapter three. Mm-hmm. Come on, take us there. Verses one through eight. Mm-hmm. So here we go. This is what it says. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? How can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? But Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Mm. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with anyone who is born of the Spirit. So, Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night because he's embarrassed of who Jesus is or he's just not sure who he is. So he doesn't want to be like publicly associated with this guy because, again, we're not really sure what he's all about. Right. And so when he asks Jesus or when he comes to Jesus, he actually didn't even ask a question. Jesus like perceives what 
he wants. He's like, you want to know how you can see the kingdom of God because that's what you're about. And I get it. And that's a that's a worthy thing. But if you want that, you have to be born again. And immediately, like this, this like this hits Nicodemus, and he's like, this is just not possible. Now, it's something you need to know about a Pharisee. A Pharisee is a really good doer. Oh yeah, they are really good at doing. Oh yeah, like they like to be told, well, this is how you are righteous, and this yep. is how you get it all right. And there are still. There are still uh, Pharisee adjacent folks in the church, believe it or not, oh, who really like to, to have it, have their <laughs> list of do's and don'ts. Come on, preacher! And, and, yeah, right. And so uh, Nicodemus he gets caught on this because he he is thinking literally, and he's trying to work out the nuts and bolts, and that's where you get like, how is this even possible? But Jesus mm-hmm. says it's not just of water, but of spirit. Mm. Now there's a spiritual rebirth that is required to see the kingdom of God. Now. Something interesting about being born, you don't get to choose to be born. Mm. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, you don't get to choose to be born. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I, I hope that I don't set up any parents to have, like, these really awkward conversations after <laughs> after uh, Christmas Eve service, but I might. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. But y- y- instead, birth is a product of love that you had no choice in. Mm. Like, that's... That's, oh my goodness! Yeah, birth is a product of love that you had no choice in. But like a mortal birth, a spiritual birth is not something the child has control or influence over. Meaning the spirit cannot be manipulated. That's what Jesus is saying. He says if you want to be born again, you have to be born of the spirit. But oh, by the way, the wind blows where it wants to. What oh, Jesus is saying there goodness. is like the spirit can't be manipulated, just as a child cannot manipulate their parents to give birth to them. All right, oh, it is it, you. You are. You were born out of love that you had no control of. Wow. If you look at verse 9, you see that Nick is still confused. This is what he heard. You must go through a spiritual rebirth through the work of the Holy Spirit, but keep in mind the Spirit does what he wants to and can't be manipulated, and that's how you see the kingdom of God. And Nick had to be thinking, just tell me what to do. Then Jesus says something that's really tough to hear. He says, you're a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand. Oh, my goodness. This means that Jesus has given Nicodemus the answer here. Yep. And, the, and and he's given him the answer in this exchange. But Nicodemus has failed to see it, and Nicodemus is an expert. Mm. Mm. Lucky for us, Jesus makes this meaning clear in John 3, 16. All right. So if you're unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> what is that one again? Let me just throw it at you. It's uh, for God so loved the world. They gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Mm. So let's review really quick. If you want to see the kingdom of God, you must, must be reborn. Not a physical birth, but a spiritual birth. You cannot contrive the spirit of God to give birth to you. Just as a physical birth is not the choice of the child, birth is a product of love, not the love of the child for himself, but of the parents. Birth is a product of love. Mm. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. It's fitting that we gather to celebrate a birthday at this time of year. Man, come on. We are here to celebrate God's great love for us that culminated in a child. Not a child to simply live and delight in, but a child who would remain without sin, who would offer teaching and revelation of the person of God, and who would die like a sinner for Mm. sinners and raise from the dead, pronouncing the end of death and separation for God. What good news. Mm. What a gift. Come on, bro. Man, what a gift. But yet Jesus does not stop this conversation with Nicodemus with this proclamation of Mm -hmm. love. If you look at verse 17, 
Come on. Um, it, it, it's it's special. My youth pastor made us memorize both. Yeah. Uh, so you couldn't just have 16. You had to have 17 yep. too. And I still know it. It's for God to not send his son into the world to condemn the world, mm. but to save the world through him. Yeah. Not condemnation, but salvation. Yep. See, Jesus knows the heart of men. He knows that Nicodemus heard a gift this great must be earned. It must be paid back. It mm. must come with sacrifice. But Jesus is making it clear. I'm not here to pronounce judgment and condemnation. Men stand condemned already because of their sins. I'm here to offer salvation. Sacrifice will be required, but the only sacrifice sufficient is the blood of God's son. Mm. And I am he. Man, that is that is a dude. That's a special thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. And Nicodemus hears about this gift, mm-hmm. and he's reminded, you can't earn it. When I was 20 years old, I received my favorite Christmas present. Okay. It was Christmas Eve, and in my family, we opened one gift on Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, and and so they, our gifts were all wrapped under the tree and that kind of stuff. And, and I have a disposition for peeking like i will figure out what gift i have i like to shake the box and do all the things um my dad knows this even at 20 years old he knows this is my my um like i'm I'm just given to that yeah that's my weakness yeah and so what he does is he actually mislabels the three big gifts for our family go mark and so i pick up yeah i pick up my box it's this little box and uh i'm like all right this is my gift i don't i really had no idea what it was it's like you know the size of a shoebox. yeah and so um and he goes wait a minute that's not your gift and he switches my gift with my sister's gift and oh then, my goodness you know and then so like he moves the gifts around yeah wow and and i opened this gift mm-hmm. and it was a it was a brand new taylor gs mini guitar oh my goodness now like this is this is way above and beyond what my parents would ever spend on a christmas present like this is it was it was more expensive and it was this beautiful guitar yeah and you need to know the backstory on this is like at 20 years old by christmas of the the year that i was 20 Mm -hmm. i had made the decision that i was going to pursue ministry full-time man and i told my parents and I was Dude. scared to death what my dad would think. Really? I was, I, my dad's a great guy. Yeah. And he's going to support me in whatever I do. Yeah. But I didn't want to disappoint him by doing this profession that, like, it, it sounds like it sounds like it could be a hobby. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm going to be a youth pastor. I'm going to be a worship leader. I'm going to do this thing that I'm doing that I started doing when I was 18 years old. Like, and I'm going to make a career out of it. Yeah. And so I was scared to death knowing what he would think and when he gave me that guitar the 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 gift of the guitar was amazing but really what it was he said i got you this guitar so that you can lead worship wherever you go oh my gosh and it is small enough that you can go wherever god takes you oh and it was the seal of approval on what what i was so worried that that he wouldn't approve of and it was his way of saying go that's beautiful and do this and, and we're with you, and we believe in you. Mm. And you know what would have ruined that moment? A feeling of debt. Yes. If I would have said, Oh, come on, man. If I would have said, I didn't earn this, and I can't have it, I would have insulted my dad. Oh, my goodness. I would have missed the point immediately if I would have got to work trying to pay that, that guitar off. 
A feeling of wow. debt, insufficiency, and shame would have stripped every ounce of love mm. from that wonderful gift that my dad offered me. Dude, you better preach. Every bit of it. Why are we so quick to dismiss the gift of love that God gives us in his son? Mm. Why do we feel that God's love must be conditional? Why do we insult the gift giver by trying to make up and earn the sacrifice of, of his son? Why do we see the love of Jesus as burdensome? Why must we now go out and work to obtain the love that was given to us? Why do we push the gift away? Oh, because we're unworthy. Oh, my goodness. Too often we find ourselves in Nicodemus's shoes mm. and we hear Jesus say, I'm not here to condemn the world, but to save the world. Bro. This love is not a, 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 an issue of condemnation. It is a gift. It is a gift of salvation. And it is mm. a gift you cannot earn. You're in gift debt, but there's some gifts oh that push beyond gift debt. There are some gifts, like that gift that my dad gave me with the guitar, yep. that, you know what, I never even thought of saying, man, I can't earn this. Mm. It would have been preposterous had I done that. Mm. But how often do we look at our Father in heaven and say, Jesus, I can, I can earn this. Oh, I can do it. Oh, my goodness. I can do this. Yeah. Now... What if this Christmas you decided you're going to just receive the gift of love that, that God gives you in Christ Jesus? What does that look like? I think there's, there's two things I want to talk about. There's two things. The first is this idea of honoring the gift instead of earning the gift. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we walk into church and we have this idea of God yeah. where it, it's kind of like you better watch out. You better not lie. Come on now. You better not doubt. I'm telling you why. Come on now. God's keeping score. No, that's yeah. not that, that's not true. But if I'm being honest, sometimes I'm just trying to stay off God's naughty list. Yeah, dude. Because I want to make the cut as a good boy and make it into heaven. <laughs> Come on now. If we take Jesus' words to Nicodemus seriously, he's denouncing that idea of God completely. So stop trying to earn the gift of grace in Jesus. Stop trying to earn his love. So, here's the problem, though. When we hear that, like, man, I don't have to be good enough to earn salvation. I don't have to be good enough to earn the grace that's been given me. Mm -hmm. So, where is my motivation to love others, to worship, to serve, to be generous? If it makes zero difference Mm. with my standing with God, which I believe it does, and I don't don't think it does make any difference in your standing with God. I think that's what Jesus is saying here. But if it doesn't make a difference in my standing with God, what's the point of living like Jesus? Where's the carrot? Where's the stick? Mm. Where's the fire? Where's the brimstone? Oh, come on now. Jesus' mission was inspired by love. His sacrifice was given in love. What if instead of trying to earn the love of Jesus, we honored him? in the gift he gave by loving others in the same manner. I love the guitar my dad got me, and I play it all the time. Not to earn it, not to be worthy of it, not to justify the gift, but to honor my dad and the gift that he gave me. Oh man! Receiving the gift of love demonstrated in Jesus looks like moving from an earning mindset to an honoring mindset. See, even Jesus puts it this way. He says, let your light shine before men mm. so that they may see your good works and glorify glorify your Father who is in heaven. Dude. Not you. Not Dude, to say you earned go, it. Not man. to say you made it. But when we love the way that Jesus loved, we yep. honor 
the gift that we have received. Not to earn it, not to pay it back, but just to honor that which was given to us. So what if we move from honoring to earn? Now, there is one other piece to this. There's another, I I said there's two different ways that you can accept this gift. Yep. Here's the other one. But to to understand that, I want to give you like a flashback to my childhood. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the country. Oh, yeah. I grew up in the country country. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a country boy, moved to the city, at first, I really hated all the lights. Okay. There's a light everywhere. <laughs> and, like, there's there's lights all over the place. There's street lights. There's yeah. lights on people's houses. There's headlights. There's lights everywhere. Yep. But over time, I've grown to appreciate those lights because growing up, I was terrified of the dark mm. because... Where I lived, dark was dense. Yep. You could not see. Yep. Dark was real dark. There's country dark and there's city dark. Country oh, dark yeah. is like you don't you don't know what's out there. It's dark. City dark, okay, you know, the 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 glow is not quite as bright. Right. You know. So country dark, city dark. But here's the thing about the fear of darkness. Which I had, mm-hmm. and I still do a little bit. Right. But the fear of darkness is often based on a lie. Because we can't see, we make up what might be beyond our vision. These imaginations lead to fear, but not fear rooted in truth. Because whatever's in the dark hasn't got me yet. Come on, man. But I still imagine what could be out there. Come on. It's not fear rooted in truth, but lies that we tell ourselves. The lampposts that we have drive out darkness Mm. and expose the lies of fear that rest in the darkness. Dude, preach. Really, there's nothing there. Preach. There's a sense of security knowing what is beyond darkness our typical realm of sight. Yeah. At the end of Jesus' exchange with Nicodemus, he contrasts light, light and darkness. He tells Nicodemus that God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light because all who do evil hate the light for mm-hmm. fear their sins will be exposed. Yeah. Christmas Eve, we light the Christ candle because he's God's light. When mm-hmm. Jesus is talking about that light, he's talking about himself. Yep. The light is not a light to hide from because the light reveals the truth, the truth of the heart of God, the truth of his love, the truth of who we are in him. And here's the kicker. You might be wondering where I was going with all the country dark, city dark. Mm. Here it is. Too often we hide in darkness because we feel shame and guilt over our sin and a lack of relationship with God with poor church attendance uh, or whatever it is mm. and we stay in the dark come on we bro. don't we don't go to the, the the light we don't go to the light that is Christ yep. because we've built up shame and lies come we on. our imaginations have run wild and it's just safer to stay here because yep. we don't want to be exposed by the truth and have all of that shame and guilt and yep. everything that's within us be real but the reality is is Jesus is saying it's been paid for oh my goodness and if we step into the truth, Whoa. if we take a step towards the light, yep. maybe the boogeyman that we're fearing in the dark isn't as big and as bad as we thought it was. Oh, man. Maybe mm. for you, listener, maybe you, you haven't been to church in a while. And if that's you, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Bad Apples. Yeah. Truly, we're here for, for you, and we welcome you here because... Not because Cody and I are super great. We are. But because you're loved by God yeah. and the gift of Christ was just as much for you as it was for us. And mm-hmm. any guest we have on this show, 
Wow. The gift of Christ was just as much for you as it was anyone else. No matter what your attendance looks like, no matter what your internet search history looks like, yep. no matter what your drinking habits look like, no matter your your whatever baggage you're carrying. Oh, come on, yeah. Christ is just as much for you as he is for anybody else. Man, man, man. So what if you took a step towards that light? I believe if you're listening to this podcast now, you you have made that step. Yeah. You know, you know what we're talking about here. Yep. You know, you you know you are wading into the depths where you might hear about the love of Christ. Yeah. I think that by just hearing it, by opening yourself up to hear about the love of Christ, you're taking a step into the light and towards God, and my encouragement to you is this. God sees you. God sees you, and you can keep making that choice. Mm. You can keep making that choice to take one more step towards the light. And sometimes it's going to reveal stuff that's hard. Yep. And sometimes it's going to reveal things that are painful. Yep. But I truly believe, I truly believe that what Jesus is setting up here, what he's trying to teach Nicodemus, and what he's trying to teach us is that there are some gifts that are worth being in debt to. My goodness. There are some gifts that are so incredible <laughs> that we shouldn't try to earn them and we shouldn't shy away from them because we're ashamed. Yeah. So if you're here tonight or this morning or whenever you are listening to this, <laughs> we want to invite you to just take one step towards Jesus this this season. Mm. And for, for us here on the podcast, um, that might even just look like sending a message yeah. and saying, hey, this hit me in a certain way this week. And, and Cody or, or I would love to walk with you through who Jesus is because yeah. he, he is, he's changed the game for both of us. Yes. And he can change the game for you too. And so um, that is the direction we're going on Christmas Eve. Dude. Or that's the direction we went on Christmas Eve. Man. And uh, what I, I want to encourage you with <clears throat> is that this is not just a seasonal thing. Uh, one of the things that we hit hard this Christmas was yeah. was the Christmas Carol. Yep. And the, the, the only issue I have with the Christmas Carol is that Scrooge's window is so narrow. Yeah, it is. It's like change now or don't. Yeah. Jesus offers you the opportunity to change now every day. Oh. So whether you're listening to this at Christmas or in the new year oh my goodness. or, you know, 10 years down the road, yeah. the love of Christ has not changed. He did at not all. come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. You've been given a gift. What would it look like for you to accept it? it I mean, if there was a way to drop the mic. <laughs> um in all seriousness, this is the first time I'd heard this. Um, so I got to be in this moment with you guys. And I just want to say that, um, man, you know, we get together, we have fun on this podcast. But the one thing that I love about it is we can also have some church. And I really believe that even on this podcast, two of us sitting here, um, we're gathered in his name and we can have some church. Yeah. Um, and man it's just powerful because everything you walk through there is what I feel like the trajectory of my change has been hmm. it's what it's what has been my character arc it's what's been my my tell of change um, is I realized that I couldn't earn um, anything and uh, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get emotional, but um, I realized no, you're not. I, yeah, <laughs> but I realized a lot of what you said, man, it hit home. And like I said, this is my first time hearing what you had to say, and I'm just I'm so uh, thrilled that people are going to be able to share with this moment, sharing this moment with us. And um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to hear uh, the testimonies, the the messages, or just the just hey, man, you know what? That blessed me today. Hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, would you uh, would you pray for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely, dear Heavenly Father, um, we want to thank you so much for being and sending the light uh, that can light up our dark places, uh, light up that dense darkness that we hide in. Um, I want to thank you so much that you gave us a gift, mm-hmm. and God, that we may be in gift debt, but we don't have to pay it back because you paid it all. God, I'm so thankful you sent your son Jesus and that we celebrate that gift every single day. We have that gift every single day. Lord, we wake up and we have new mercy and new grace every day because of what your son did on the cross and what he did in the resurrection and what he continues to do in the lives of people today. Jesus still saves. Uh, He's not still the baby in the manger. God, you are still God. Jesus, you are still the Son. You are still the Prince of Peace, and you still light up the dark places in our lives, and we thank you for that. God, I pray that uh, anybody listening uh, during this podcast right now, God, just know the love of Jesus and the grace that is sufficient for all uh, of what we deal with, what we battle with, what we are and who we were. God, I'm so thankful that where sin is, grace is all the more. Uh, thank you so much. And I uh, just pray that we bless every listener during this holiday season and then some. Mm. Uh, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Remember, God loved us first. God loves us best. And God loves us most. <laughs>